Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. Of the mighty, he judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good evening, everyone. This is Kennard Levy-Brown speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program or Podcast. Uh, Today, I'm going to talk about something I think needs to be emphasized more about the Bazaar or the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of Yodevahe, or God. And so, I am going to, uh, this is going to be a 15-minute Bible study, but if you want more information about this, I encourage you to go get my free ebook. It's absolutely free by going to the following website, www.howgodcalls, with an S at the end, dot com. That's www.howgodcalls.com. It will give you more information with scriptures to help you to understand what the benefits are of obeying the gospel of the kingdom of God. But what we need to do, first of all, is understand what is the gospel of the kingdom of God. There's all various teachings. Some of them are crazy. Some of them are not complete about what the kingdom of God really is. And so most understand, of course, that, and, I, and you know, the Protestant churches and many other churches teach that the gospel has something to do with salvation. And that's correct. And I'm going to quote 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verses uh, 1 to 4, uh, so that we can understand that. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also you have received and wherein ye stand, by which you are also saved. But this is interesting when he says that if, so there's a condition to being saved, You keep in memory what I preach unto you, which means we have to hold fast into what the gospel message is all about, unless you have believed in vain. So you can be, you can believe in vain, ladies and gentlemen. That's not a Bible study. But anyway, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that the Messiah died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. So that understanding is, is pretty much in, in all the, the Christian churches. We understand the gospels about Yeshua coming and dying and providing the opportunity for salvation. However, what I don't hear stressed enough is what I believe is uh, the totality of the gospel and its worldwide impact. Let's begin in Mark chapter one, verse 15, it states and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. What he simply meant is that he was to represent, he, he represents, and he represented back then 
what you need to do to enter the kingdom of God because he was the embodiment of the kingdom. He showed you how to live so that you could enter the kingdom of God. And, and that phrase is stated several times in the Gospels about that you must enter the kingdom of God. And so anyway, in Luke 19, verse 11, it states, and you can see this uh, if, if you are viewing this on Blog Talk Radio, the Blog Talk Radio page, you should be able to see the scriptures because um, it's based on the episode information description. So it says, states here in Luke 19, verse 11, in the King James Version, it says, and as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom should immediately appear. And many people believe the kingdom of God is already here, and it's not, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to explain this to you using the scriptures. Acts 1, verse 6 to 7, and when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Master, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And so even the apostles had that question in the first century. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times of the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. And that's true. <clears throat> they died. But First Thessalonians chapter 5 says we should be able to know the times and the seasons. And that's another Bible study. doesn't mean that we're going to know the exact day or hour, but we will be able to guesstimate going to come. And that's another Bible study. But anyway, Isaiah 2, verse 2 to 4 states the following, and this is in the context of what the gospel or the good news of the kingdom of God is. And it shall come to pass in the last days, in Hebrew that's the harit hayamim, the days before the coming of the Messiah, that the mountain of the master's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. Now, is that happening right now, ladies and gentlemen? No, it's not. And many people shall go and say, come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, that's where the temple mount is at, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways. So the gospel message has something to do with his ways, okay, and his paths, his instructions. For out of Zion shall go forth the Torah, or all the instructions of God, and the word of the master from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke or correct many people, which means that a lot of people need to be corrected. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares. They will be used for agriculture instead of used to kill people. And their spears and the pruning hooks, nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. So, ladies and gentlemen, until we get to that point, the kingdom of God has not come here yet, ladies and gentlemen. Then Daniel chapter 7 tells you, you read that whole chapter, it'll tell you that the kingdom of God is, is a future event. It's not current. All right, so in Isaiah 9, verse 6 to 7, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, yes, a literal government, shall be upon his shoulder. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, which is interesting because the, the Holy Spirit is, is a comforter, right? The mighty Yodevahe, God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace shall there be no end. Well, <laughs> do we have peace, ladies and gentlemen, right now? Let's be realistic. Let's use our brains that God has given us. No, we do not have peace. Uh, peace is not just not having wars, which we have plenty around the world, and I'm speaking right now, little wars all over the place you don't hear of in the media. Uh, but, but, Peace also means that everybody has what they need. Now, does everyone have what they need? I'm not just talking about food and water, but do they have happiness? Do they have joy? Do they have perfect health? 
No. So we don't have peace. We don't have shalom on the earth, ladies and gentlemen. So of the increase of, of his government and shalom or peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David or David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice for henceforth forever. The zeal of the joy of the Lord will perform this. This is in Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. So this is a future prophecy. The kingdom of God is not here yet, ladies and gentlemen. So I, I want to point it out to you. The kingdom of God certainly is about salvation, but it's about the salvation of mankind, of repentant mankind. All right. And um, the kingdom of God is about a literal government that will be established on the earth that will bring worldwide peace. So that's what the gospel, the, the good news of the kingdom of God is. But I mean, some people, and I can understand as well, uh, so we have to just wait until we get all these blessings right now? No. No, that there, there are some blessings that God stated that if you go and answer the call right now, because, you know, if you're listening to this program, you certainly are being called, but you have to be chosen. All right? So uh, to choose, you, you have to decide to want to obey them. Now, in the, in the free book that I really suggest you get, uh, HowGodCalls.com, I explain there's two sections. I have a table of, contents, table of contents, and I have two sections in there, blessings you can get now and blessings you will receive in the future. And so I'm going to tell you, based on the content of the book, what I wrote here to help you to understand the blessings you can get now. Now, Yah, he promises to give us the following for obeying his instructions. And uh, I, I list scriptures here. I don't think I have the time to list all of them. Let me just list uh, Deuteronomy 7, verse 11 to 15, Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 to 13, and Acts 5, verse 32, which states you have to obey him to receive his Holy Spirit. And that's one of the things you can get, by the way, you will get, is the spirit of truth, the real spirit of truth, not the, the false one that's out here called the spirit of error. Anyway, in Luke 6, verse 38, give, and gifts will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will they pour into the pouch formed by the bosom of your robe and used as a bag. For with the measure you deal out, with the measure you use when you confer benefits on others, it would be measured back to you. Luke 6, verse 38. So we have to give for God to bless us, ladies and gentlemen, um, ultimately, for him to ultimately, even though he mercifully does it anyway. But if you want to guarantee that he will continue to bless you in a mighty way, you have to learn how to give. And so Based on my studies and my years of doing this and living this way of walk, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing he really gives you is his spirit, the spirit of truth. And that's found in John 14, verse 16 to 17, 1 John 4, verse 1 and 6. And then he gives you the gifts and fruits of the spirit. He gives you the ability to understand the Bible and future history, which is called prophecy. He gives you physical and spiritual health. Look at Deuteronomy 7, verse 15. I know many, many of you perhaps listening to me are suffering through all kinds of ailments and so forth. But he states here, if you obey his commandments, says the Lord will take away from thee all sickness and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which you knew, upon thee, but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. Okay, so that's one of his promises. Uh, there's a book that I suggest you get called All the Promises of the Bible. It's by, um, let me see if I can get it here. Uh, yeah, all the, all the Promises of the Bible by Hubert Lochner. 
It's H-E-R-B-E-R-T-L-O-C-K-Y-E-R, Herbert Locker. All right, and it's a very good book, and we need to know what his promises are. And it's, it's several in the Bible, gentlemen. And, you know, God can't lie. If you do something, he says he's going to promise to reward you for it, then you, want, you, sh- you should want to know about it. And so the name of the book, again, is All the Promises of the Bible by Herbert Locker, L-O-C-K-Y-E-R. All right, so he promises food, clothes, and shelter. He promises miraculous protection. He promises true friends, not false friends, but true friends who really care about you and the ability to fellowship with true friends. He also promises true joy and happiness. So I cover all this in much greater detail in my book with uh, scriptures. The detail, of course, is the scriptures that um, I'm leaving out today because of lack of time. And so finally, that's the blessings you can get now. But what about the blessings of the future? Well, let me just briefly tell you these things in the remaining time I have left. The tree of life, which is immortality. You'll be able to actually eat of the literal tree of life as well, and then which represents immortality. But also you will receive immortality. You'll receive the hidden manna, a white stone written with a name only you will know. You will receive power over the nation. You will be clothed in white raiment, and your name will not be blotted out of the book of life. You will be a pillar or a leader in the temple of God, and you will sit with the Messiah on his throne. So I know this is incredible. If you don't believe me, read Revelation 2 and 3 about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so that's my quick 15-minute Bible study for today. Again, if you want further information on what the benefits of obeying the gospel of the kingdom of Yodevahe is, then go and get my free ebook. Go to HowGodCalls.com. That's HowGodCalls.com. And I just want to quote this last scripture here for those who um, don't understand that we have to obey the gospel. First uh, Peter 4, verse 17, for the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of Yodevahe, those, those who know the truth and are, are doing the best they can to obey him. And if it begin first at us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of Yodevahe? And verse 18, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? All right, so I'll leave you with that, ladies and gentlemen, and may God bless and keep you. And y'all willing or God willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse.